Well, good evening, everyone. My name is Amy, and I'm the executive pastor here, and it's really a joy to celebrate Christmas together. So thanks for being here. That passage that I just read, I think, is so amazing, isn't it? I mean, it's almost too much for me to hold in my imagination that somehow this Jesus, this little baby that we just sang about being born, holds together all the fullness of God, that somehow all of God's creating and sustaining power, somehow all of God's plans to bring peace on earth, peace between us, peace between us and God, peace between us and creation, all of this is held together in this tiny little newborn. And honestly, as I've thought about it, I really can't think of a better way to summarize it than in the immortal words of the genie from the movie Aladdin, <laughs> who says, phenomenal cosmic power, itty-bitty living space. And as Liz read a few minutes ago, in response to this display of phenomenal cosmic power, the skies just erupted in this song of joy. Thousands and thousands and thousands of angels sang together, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. But what does that even mean? Well, back in college, I taught astronomy at a summer camp for kids with disabilities. And so week after week, we would go out at night, pretty late, past everyone's bedtime. We would sit under this Texas sky, under all these stars, and we would just look up and sort of contemplate the vastness of the universe together. And these were kids that spent most of their lives in and out of hospitals, in and out of special classrooms, and it gave me this tiny glimpse of how God's cosmic glory can converge with all of our human vulnerability. And so even though we are a long way from Texas and a really long way from summer tonight, we are under this beautiful field of paper stars, and we do have some kids here that I hope can help us contemplate. So kids, I would love your help. There are pipe cleaners these guys in the pew, the little bins under the pews, and I would invite you, just as you're listening, if you want to see if you can make stars or angels or maybe a little halo for yourself or your siblings or a grown-up who's near you, I would love to see what you can make. And then I also have some questions for the kids in the room. So how many of you have stayed up really, really late? where it gets super dark and you can see the stars. Show of hands, kids in the room. Yes, awesome. Now, have any of you ever tried to count them? How many stars do you guys think are in the sky at night? Any guesses? Grown-ups, any guesses? How many do you think we can see? Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> Mary Tobin? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, here in Arlington or in DC, we can see about a dozen stars. So you were right. <laughs> if we lived in Jesus' time and we were out in the country and there wasn't as much light pollution, we could probably see like five or 6,000 stars. And then in our Milky Way, just like Mary Tobin said, that's just a little fraction of what's out there because our galaxy actually has hundreds of billions of stars. That's about 10 stars for every single grain of sand on every single beach on the whole Earth. And that's just our galaxy. There are billions upon billions upon billions upon billions of galaxies in what we know of the universe. And there aren't just lots and lots and lots of stars. The stars are really big. So our sun is sort of like a medium-sized star, just kind of average. Do you guys know how many Earths could fit inside the sun? A million, a million Earths can fit in the sun. And that's just a normal-sized one. And then there are the really crazy stars. There are these quasars that give off as much energy as trillions of suns. There are these pulsars that are keeping time in the universe better than an atomic clock. And there are these black holes that have so much gravitational pull that it looks like time just stands still in their presence. And there are even stars that sing because all these atmospheric disturbances kind of get pulled in in the same way that sound gets pulled into Morgan's guitar. And it creates these patterns of sounds that go out through space, reverberating. And scientists actually call it singing, but it's at frequencies too low for our ears to hear. But even though we can't hear the stars singing, I think we know their song. Because our reading from Job earlier told us that when God made the world, the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. So that star song that's traveling through space probably sounds a lot like glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the farthest reaches of all the galaxies. Glory to God in the deepest center of the densest black hole. Glory to God in the highest heavens. Now, earlier, we sang a different song. We sang Silent Night. And I love Silent Night, and I definitely do not want to ruin any Christmas magic for anyone. But as a mother who has birthed babies, I have to say that I think the night Jesus was born was probably not that silent. Because childbirth is pretty noisy. Because it hurts. And then when babies are born, they are noisy because they're hungry and they're powerless. They need someone to feed them and hold them and protect them. Humans are noisy. Life on Earth is noisy. The world is really noisy. And a lot of that noise is because things are not the way they're supposed to be. The world is full of dissonant noise. We hear garbage trucks dealing with all our waste, all our mindless consumption. We hear car horns that signal our impatience with one another. We hear text notifications, and tweet notifications, and cable news that just sounds our anxiety. 
We hear hospital beeps and alarms. They remind us that our bodies are fragile. We hear harsh voices that reminds us that we break relationships with people. All of it is this backdrop of unstopping dissonant noise. While reading from Romans earlier described all of creation groaning, getting really noisy under the weight of suffering and wrong, crying out to be restored. And sometimes we groan with it. I remember this trip we took a few years ago with some friends of ours. And one of the little boys in our group, it was his first time to see the ocean. He was just a toddler, so he sort of toddled up to the water, and he clenched his fists, and he just yelled, like as loud as he could. He just yelled at the ocean. And you could kind of sense that he was saying, finally, here is this thing that is big enough and loud enough to absorb all my frustrated toddler energy. (laughs) And sometimes we all feel like this, or I do. The frustration and the sorrow and the intensity of the human experience. We find ourselves groaning or even yelling with creation for redemption. And that's where we need God to save us and restore us. And that's why it's good news that Jesus wasn't born into a silent night. He was born into this noise, into our noise. It's good news that God didn't want to be some far-off creator just making pretty stars and basking in the angel harmonies. It's good news that God wanted to bring those harmonies to earth so that the song of the angels didn't end with God's phenomenal cosmic power, it came into that itty-bitty living space. It didn't end at glory to God in the highest. It ends here on earth, among ordinary people who desperately need God's peace. So how exactly did that itty-bitty baby bring peace? Well, our reading from Colossians told us, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, Jesus, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. God descended to the groaning of our world so that he could restore our lives to harmony. He was born a noisy baby, and he lived and preached, and taught, and healed, and died, and was resurrected in a vulnerable body like ours. But that vulnerable body had all the phenomenal cosmic power of God, so that it could defeat sin, and death, and discordance, so that it could restore all creation to the purpose and the joy that it was made for. There is a song that is deeper and older and truer than all the noise. A song that is reverberating through heaven and earth, that's making harmony out of every dissonant chord. Christmas tunes our ears to hear that song, and it invites us to come, to come and worship Jesus, to sing with the angels, glory to God in the highest, 
and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests.